welcome to the Vinny's Voice podcast, a service-based podcast focusing on St. Vincent de Paul Society of Lane County and beyond. We're joined today by Kathy Isaacson, who is the manager of our resident services program. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. So we're talking about resident services. Um, people may not know that resident services is sort of um, the next step after affordable housing. Yes. Yeah. So there's this belief, you know, that I think gets tossed around sometimes that um, once we find housing for an individual, that's kind of the end of the story. But that's kind of a misconception, isn't it? I think so. I, if I can, I'm going to borrow a tagline from another affordable housing company down in California. Sure. And when I read this, it just really resonated with me. Their tagline is, a roof is just the beginning. And I love that statement because assumed in that statement is that a roof is necessary, mm-hmm. right? Nobody is going to disagree with that. But what it says is that there's so much more that comes after once a person is in their housing. So St. Vinny's does a what I consider a really great job mm-hmm. of providing lots of roofs, mm-hmm. you know, over 1,500 of them. I don't know what the real exact count is, but I know it's over 1,500. Mm-hmm. And so we understand that that is just the beginning. Moving those people in are just the beginning. And then what comes after that is really what resident services are all about. And, and so I give St. Vinny's, what's the word? I give them a lot. I have a lot of respect for them mm-hmm. because they have made this big commitment to supporting a whole department around resident services. And so what that includes is an understanding that our residents are going to need our continued support mm-hmm. in really a variety of ways, which all people need continued support in a variety of ways, right? And so, but specifically with our residents, you know, there is there are things that they need help with to help to maintain their housing in a safe and secure manner, um, accessing community resources to often help them um, meet the basic day-to-day needs. And um, a lot of times they just need somebody to listen to them, mm-hmm. a good, kind, compassionate listening ear when life, I mean, life gets tough sometimes for all of us. And so um, I like to say our department does those things really, really well. I also like to say that people should never, in any walk of life, should never be left alone to either sink or swim. You know, here you go. Here's your house. Good luck with that, you know. And um, I don't care who it is, who you are. Everybody needs a good support network that they can reach out to in a time of need or even in a time of celebrating. We celebrate with our residents and we do that really well. So I really appreciate St. Minnie's for doing an amazing job in acknowledging that need and responding to it by their commitment to supporting um, the resident services department. That this department, I have to say, we really go above and beyond supporting our residents in whatever they need to maintain their housing. Yeah, I mean, I think it really um, shows the the commitment that St. Vincent de Paul has towards not just providing shelter, but providing um, that support. Because like you said, there's the recognition. It would be so easy for St. Vincent de Paul as an organization to be like, well, look at all the people we put in houses or put under a roof. And then that's the end of the story. Right. And we get all these nice statistics and numbers. Uh, but that's the resident services is almost kind of the hidden extra step that we do mm-hmm. where it's, no, it's not just enough to put someone in a rent house. You need to support them and maybe address some of the underlying issues that maybe sure. had led to them becoming unsheltered in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you kind of already answered. I was going to say, what what are some, uh, what are some examples of, of what resident services does for, for people that we, we house? 
Well, first of all, can I just sort of deal with what are resident services? Yeah. Can I just say, because I want to... What are resident services? Yeah, what are resident services? But I'm going to tweak that a little bit and I'm going to say, first of all, who are resident services? Because we're made up of... Our department is made up of people. And um, I like to say that we are small but mighty. Mm -hmm. Right now, we just have four resident service coordinators along with two... um, food assistant coordinators. And I'll talk about the food assistant coordinators a little later on. So that's who we are as a department. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there's myself and we work together as a team. We're all in this together. We talk about how we can best support our residents and how we can best support each other in this. And then the question, what is resident services? What exactly do we do? Which is kind of what you would like to know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to read our mission statement as a department, okay? The resident services coordinator's mission is to be mindful of the value and dignity of each resident while increasing opportunity for their housing stability and overall success. And I want to really emphasize that part about the value and dignity because that's part of St. Vinny's broader mission statement, right? Is knowing that every person out there that we serve has a value and they have dignity. And that's really, really important uh, to know that it doesn't matter where a person is, where they've come, their experiences, their circumstances, their choices, whatever, it doesn't matter. Everybody has value and everybody has dignity. And I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that my team operates out of that lens. We talk a lot about in resident services about trauma-informed service and looking through a trauma-informed lens, which I believe in that very strongly. And we also emphasize that. Mm -hmm. But I also like to think of a dignity-informed lens that when you look at somebody who maybe you can't totally connect with what they're going through, Mm -hmm. yet you can always, you always know there is dignity. They were, they were created with dignity in them. And how can we best bring that out in people and, and their greatest potential. How does that then translate over into what they do? And so the first thing is get to know the residents. Okay, we're not just people who sit in offices and, you know, wait for people to come to us and then we tell them what to do. We want them to know that we are people just like them and we want to get to know them. We want to become familiar with them, obviously within those professional boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, But our number one priority is really get to know the residents on each of the properties. And then as that, and that often takes time, takes time to build trust, just takes time to, you know, get ourselves out there and and to create ways to get to know the residents. Mm -hmm. And then once that happens, then we, through our conversations, through different means of just getting to know them and assessing them, and then we um, connect them to existing social services and growth opportunities that are out there in the community. So really, resident services, we get to know a resident, we get to know our community. Mm-hmm. And then we do our best to either be that bridge, to connect the two, you know, so that they can get the help and the support that they need to be successful in their housing. And um, 
So let me give you some examples of some great connections that have been made in the community. And um, some of these are available for everybody, you know, everybody in the community, depending, but we obviously focus on our residents. Mm -hmm. And so we do our best. We send out newsletters every month and we do our best to make sure that they are aware of what these um, resources are in the community. So one thing is that um, there's a couple, well, Comcast and Cricket offer affordable connectivity. Um, And so they will, um, one of them comes out to the properties and offers a bingo night (laughs) so that they can um, let the residents know what opportunities are out there for um, affordable, you know, whether it's phone service, cable service, or even internet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important and residents really appreciate that. It's a great, it's a great opportunity for them. Um, Lamelaine, that is one of our, one of the places that we refer a lot of people to. They have a lot of adult um, programs. Um, they do a food pantry. They do classes. They do all kinds of stuff. So we refer them mm-hmm. to that kind of thing. We have lots of great churches in the community that can provide that have provided um, clothing and food. Um, I'll talk more about Food for Lane County because we do partner with them in a very big way, but they're one of those resources in the community that we definitely have connected our residents to. Um, One of my favorite things that we have found a a resource for is a therapy dog um, or uh, organization. It's a nonprofit where people who have friendly animals who like people belong to this organization mm-hmm. and then they will take these dogs out. We've had them go to some of our properties and all of our residents love animals. And so they will bring a group of dogs in, the people will, and then our residents can just come and love on the dogs and that it is it's really amazing and we have another along the lines of animals because everybody loves their animals is that when um, sometimes our residents need to go to the hospital or something like that there is a nonprofit that will actually provide respite care mm-hmm. for animals which I think is really awesome too and so these are just some examples of ways that we support our residents you know and some people might say well what does that have to do with housing it It has to do with the person, Mm -hmm. right? And in order for those people to maintain their housing, they need to have these extra resources, these extra opportunities to really be successful as people. Mm -hmm. And then they will be able to stay in the housing as, you know, as long as they want to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... I think, you know, and that kind of goes to um, my next, you know, question, which we, we always say, or, you know, it's the same thing as the fall of the wall. We always say we're, we're a hand up, not a handout organization. And how do you feel like resident services kind of meets that goal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't do things for people. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we will organize some things, some events, that sort of thing. But um, what we do is we provide them with tools and the support. Mm-hmm. Support is huge for us because sometimes what people need the most is somebody there to encourage, somebody there to um, just say, I'm here for you. Hey, I think this would be a good next step for you, that sort of thing. And so um, we don't do things for people, but we help encourage them and to know what are some of the next best steps. If they come and ask us, we don't force any of our, you know, services on anybody, but if they come and ask, 
we will, you know, or if that connection is made through, maybe they received a notice, you know, for some non-compliance, they can reach out to us. And then that establishes, hey, can you help me with this? Right. And so can I give you another little story? Please do. Okay. So we have a resident who is a single mom. And she was, she was struggling. She had several kids, has several kids, and um, she was really struggling to keep her job um, to, and to maintain her home in a way that was in compliance. We're a property management company, right? And we do have compliance. Um, what I want to say, there, there are certain things that they have to do, yep. you know, that go along with safety and security in, in order to maintain their homes. Um, and so she was struggling with some of this stuff. Lots of kids. The apartment wasn't super big and, you know, a lot of things, lots of clothes, lots of, you know, that kind of thing. And so she was facing um, a possible eviction just due to the fact that she had so much stuff that there were health and safety issues that were attached to that. And so um, through the process, working closely with our resident retention uh, department, our RSC for the property basically said to this resident, what can I do to help you with this? And so within the parameters of how we operate with everybody, we offer this for all of our residents is you've received this notice. Here are the things that need to happen to bring you back into compliance. Let's create a plan. Let's create an action plan. And so that's what they did. My RSC did not do that for her. She said, how can I help you come up with this for for yourself in order to bring you to this ultimate goal of being able to maintain your housing? And so they created this plan together. It was, uh, I'm going to take care of this in the next month. And then the resident coordinator just, you know, would say, what can I do to help you? I know maybe if you reach out to this church, maybe they will have some resources to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me try to connect you with another resource that maybe can give you some cleaning supplies, that sort of thing. It was, I can't tell you because I was physically in the apartment kind of the before and after because I accompanied on it on a couple of the inspections. And it was amazing what this resident was able to accomplish just because she had somebody who was willing to step in Mm -hmm. inside of her world, right? And not be judgmental, not be anything other than I want to be here for you because Bob Bottom line, I want you to be able to retain your housing, right? Mm -hmm. That's our bottom line. And I want you to support that in that. And so she literally brought this house into amazing compliance. This took over, I think it was a six, seven month period of um, constant follow up, Mm -hmm. you know, checking in. How's it going? Oh, not doing so well this week. Okay, I'll give you a couple extra days, then I'm going to be back. You know, what can I do in the meantime? And so to this day, um, she is doing really well. And um, she has literally said, I couldn't have done this without this service coordinator walking along beside me. And that's really what she did. You know, she doesn't, unfortunately, we're not able to get in there and clean or, you know, really move stuff around that kind of thing. But really she was, she was there being her cheerleader, being, you know, that person who said, you can do this, you can do this and um, keeping her from getting discouraged. And so that's really, uh, I think of a really clear cut example of how we help people with the hands up, you know, 
the the statement that you make uh, yeah. as re, as opposed to a handout. Right. I think it's really important to know everybody, you know, whether you're a resident or just anyone else has a support network. You know, people who are successful have support networks. And That's right. Maybe for a lot of our residents, they didn't have that support network until, mm-hmm. you know, they were connected with resident services. Now resident services gets to be that, that network that a lot of the rest of us kind of take for granted in our own lives. Yes, you know? that's exactly it. And sometimes that is often that is the service coordinator themselves. Mm-hmm. But then the service coordinator also is trying to connect them with these other networks of supports, too, because, you know, there's often a lot of things that are that are needed, mm-hmm. and um, and we've we've just seen so many examples. I could probably go on all afternoon. Yeah. And this type of example, I personally really love about the bringing the home into compliance because getting back to that statement, a roof is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of that roof, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to have it anymore. And really, that's up to the resident. But we do understand understand that the residents often need a lot of support mm-hmm. and um, guidance in that. And so I, right now at this time, we have several of these types of stories in progress or getting ready to get into progress. And those, I just have to say, I get really excited about that because I feel like we're making a difference yeah. on a very concrete level. Yeah. Literally, Absolutely. they will be able to maintain their housing. Yeah, that's so huge. Uh, that's amazing. You know, and so that kind of leads me to the next uh, part. We um, we get a lot of emails about, and we got one this morning, actually, people who want to support a resident and they want to support a family in our programs. Um, what are some ways that people can get involved with resident services to help support that mission? Well, um, there's always volunteering. Okay. And... I love volunteers for certain different projects that we get that we have going at some of the properties. There are some things that we do that we don't invite volunteers into that space, right? Um, but then let me give you an example of what I would love to see a lot of volunteers helping us out with. We have community gardens mm-hmm. in a lot of our um, properties, and residents love these. Um, because they can grow their own food, they can grow flowers, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's very therapeutic for many of them, but it's also a great community building event. That's another thing we try to um, emphasize as resident services is making their apartment building. I don't ever call them apartment complexes. I call them apartment communities mm-hmm. into making them positive um, places for, for people to live. And so we do a community events, um, you know, potlucks, bingo, um, card games, that kind of thing. We do weekly coffee hours. Um, but back to the community gardens, that is something that volunteers could um, really come and help because as you, if you know anything about gardening, <laughs> they will, over time, they will get run down. Mm-hmm. They will get, especially during the winter time. Yeah. And so spring comes and you've got a garden bed that looked really great six months ago. And now it's going to need a lot of help. And um, one apartment uh, property, one apartment community in particular has a lot of seniors. In fact, they only have seniors. This, they love their community gardens. But we get older, and as we get older, we're not always able.
able to do what we did even the prior year, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, volunteers who could maybe come in and help, you know, get a garden ready, help weed, help, you know, that sort of thing. That's always been my um, a, a really a vision of mine is to see the community helping the community gardens. Yeah. Um, there are other ways we have a holiday program that people can get involved with, um, you know, as either volunteers or um, as donors. I always don't, or I never like asking for money, but, you know, monetary donations are also really helpful because we do um, keep like a clothes closet Mm -hmm. and, um, one of a story about our closed closet is that one of our residents came into my service coordinator and she said, I have a job interview tomorrow and I don't have any, I don't have any clothes. Um, that would be professional. And so the service coordinator was able to round up with the closed closet. And I think she maybe had to borrow some from another one or get some from another one. And she was able to um, help this resident dress professionally for her job interview. And she got the job. Yeah, that is amazing. And so, you know, just that kind of thing. So we take donations of clothing too. Um, So those are, those are ways that people can get involved, but I would encourage people just to call me. My number is on the website Mm -hmm. and just to call. And I love to get, I love to get to know people and to find out why you know, why are you calling me? Why do you want yeah. to get involved? Where can I match you up? Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, you know, I was at the University of Oregon recently and there's lots of student groups who were like, how do we get involved? How do we volunteer? Just with St. Vincent Paul in general. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's some opportunities there. We can I mean, get, some, yeah. get some ducks involved in these <laughs> gardens. I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Let me tell you one more thing yeah. that we, um, one thing that we haven't, been able to do since COVID, but we used to run kids clubs. And um, I have in the past, I've done homework clubs mm-hmm. where kids have a place, a safe place to come after school and they can get some help. And that is an awesome place for college students mm-hmm. to get involved if they wanted to do that, um, to just sit down, read with a child, help with homework, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I've seen that be so instrumental in giving that safe place for a child to come after school, but then also um, it translates directly over into success in school. And I love to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Well, Kathy, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you'd like to just quickly mention about uh, resident services? Yes, there is, because I said I would talk later about food for Lane County, um, because we also have two food assistant coordinators, Mm -hmm. which is pretty amazing and very unique um, for St. Vinny's is in or to St. Vinny's. We employ two people who they through their partnership, through our partnership with food for Lane County, they have 16 project, uh, sorry, 16 properties that um, they run a program in. It's called Extra Helping. And this, um, this 
program offers fresh produce, bread, and other, a lot of perishable items. And these food assistant programs go out to 16 of our properties, like I said, and they, every week, this is a weekly program, so residents are able to access um, fresh produce, things that in the store sometimes are frankly unaffordable, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, and they're healthy. And um, Food for Lane County also um, helps us stock our emergency food pantries. Mm-hmm. And our food assistant coordinators are responsible for keeping those programs running. And again, that is testimony to St. Vinny's commitment mm-hmm. to um, really providing residents with as many supports as they need in order to stay under that roof that we're also providing for them. And so it just, to me, it just all makes so much sense, right? It's just a logical uh, process that we have going on here. And so I'm really grateful to be a part of that. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about resident services with us and to educate our listeners about what what goes on after the housing process is is met and keeping people in their housing and giving them that support. Um, I learned a lot today. I, I, you know, I've been here for a year and I didn't know what we did. Some of the things you mentioned. Yeah. So that's amazing. Okay. So if you want to support resident services, you can find them on our website. And you can also give Kathy a call. Her number is on the website. Um, So please give us your support. Everything we do is because of you. Thank you very much for listening.